Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Trophy Talk. This is episode 51 of the bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I am one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined, as always, by Daryl Fuimano and Eli Downing. How are you boys this morning? Doing all right. Still kind of waking up this morning. It's all right. Sometimes we move a little slow. That's okay. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. Not going to hold that against you. <laughs> Were you up late as well, Eli? No bet. Okay. Doing something fun or was it project based or was it uh, uh Minecraft. Oh Minecraft. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna say, or was it X rated? You know, like something you get <laughs> something you can't talk about. That's cool, but that's cool. Um yeah, I was up a little late last night as well. I recently, Daryl, you'll be excited about this. Um I ended up watching finally Welcome to Raccoon City, the Resident Evil movie. And nice. I decided to just buy it on Amazon the other day and I I like started watching it at like 10 30 or something and i was like oh, i should really go to bed it was a work night and i just watched the whole thing so i was up to like 12 12 30 or something and then last night i was so excited about it oh sorry real quick caveat the first night i watched it steph was trying to sleep okay so i had it on like two volume with subtitles so i watched the uh, whole thing but it wasn't like a true movie experience so last night she agreed to start it with me again and we watched like most of it and she was like digging it as well. I I have to say, I think it's a pretty good movie. Honestly. Like I know it got a lot of crap from the Resident Evil community, but I thought it was decent. So, this a, is the new one? This is the new one. Yeah, it just came out in November of last year. But anyway, I was excited to to finally get to see it and I know you've seen it as well. So, we can talk about it. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty stoked um that, that you you mentioned you you seen it is i i didn't really hear a whole lot of people talk about it but it's good to know that another person who's seen it also enjoyed it as much as i did yeah i mean i don't i mean obviously there's issues with it it's low budget and all that stuff but like i think with what the with what they had and the other thing i was reading is that they filmed most of it at the height of the pandemic where you had rules around how many people you could even have in the same area outside or inside so how do you film zombie scenes with like a town turning into zombies when you can't have more than 10 people together, you know? Uh, <laughs> so it's very difficult, like logistically. So I think that's six feet apart and six feet apart. Exactly. And you the honestly, zombies you, are following yeah, COVID they, protocol. the zombies all got masks on. <laughs> they just know. They're like, we, they're like, we don't want to spread it to any of you guys. <laughs> yeah, you can cut. There's a couple of scenes that once I knew that, that they had COVID restrictions and stuff. I was watching it last night and I was like, oh yeah, they are kind of like far apart in this scene. I wonder if that has like anything to, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could have just been the way they were going to shoot it anyway, but yeah, it's kind of you know how they always have those. I don't know if they have them in that movie, but like TV, they're in a the lot, you know, where like two people are having a conversation. You can like kind of see the back of the person's head. Right. But they're like, hella far apart or whatever yeah are they use like a balloon with like a wig on it or something to like make it, <laughs> make it look like the other person's in the shot yeah. if it's just it's just one person yeah yeah the camera angles are probably wild in that movie yeah there there is actually some good cinematography and stuff i mean i don't know the guy who made it he's definitely a fan of the games at least the first two remakes so it feels better than the paul ws anderson movies which were nothing really like the games at all but i i don't hate those movies either they're fun like popcorn action movies but uh but yeah it was nice to get a movie that like it legitimately scared stephanie she's like this is a scary movie and i was like yeah good it's supposed to be it's a survival horror game so <laughs> you know it's like doing its job nice yeah 
Um, but anyway, yeah, what else has been going on with you guys? Anything exciting? Not particularly. Okay. I think, uh, oh, yeah. Um, last weekend, my wife and I, we celebrated our, are we in 22? Our eight-year anniversary. Wow. So, That's yeah, crazy, we'll, dude. Congrats. Yeah. yeah, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we just, uh, we went out to Monterey, hung out there for the weekend. Um, then went by the beach, rode a scurry, a surrey. A Surrey, <laughs> you know those little those little four wheel bikes you can pedal. Oh, mm. okay. They have a name. Yeah, I didn't know what that was called. I've never heard it called that before. Interesting. Yeah, they call them a Surrey. S U R with a bunch of E's at the end, I believe. Surrey. Surrey. Yeah, they call. That's pretty fun. Okay, very cool. Did you guys like stay overnight down there and stuff too? Like, yeah, we stayed down there. Yeah, we stayed. Uh, we, we stayed that by this place by the beach, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the beach has some pretty, uh, you know, rocky waves there throughout the year. But that was like during the time of the uh, the tsunami out there in the Pacific. Oh my so god! So the waves were quite quite big, man. They were crashing pretty hard out there. Yeah, I forgot about that tsunami that had just happened when we recorded a few weeks back. So mm-hmm. wow, yeah. yeah, that's fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> cool man well that sounds like a fun trip fun trip indeed and your luck was all good no, no issues with traveling sometimes that can be a bit of a headache like one thing goes wrong and it kind of snowballs you know that's the, what i don't like about travel because everything builds yeah. on each other i guess it's not that far but yeah for some reason there was a lot of traffic going out there i don't know what caused it maybe like some accidents but it did seem to like kind of like put us behind in, like, a lot of the things that we wanted to do when we first arrived. Sure. Yep. Well, very good. I'm glad you guys had a fun time. Now, question, though. Does that eight years include the time you were dating, or is that just married time? No, just married time. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious how that works, because, like, Steph and I have been together for five years at this point. We had our five-year anniversary a couple weeks ago. But for dating, right? And then we're getting married in May. So, like, it kind of resets everything, you know? Yeah, it's weird. Yep. Weird. It does. And I just lose you all that progress, dude. Both. I leveled up hella, <laughs> and I'm just going to start over at level one again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolute malarkey is what that is. <laughs> You're going to prestige again. Yeah, I mean, it's like Call of Duty. Let's go. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, before we move too far on, Daryl, you did say, you'd mentioned before we started recording, you had something happen that you wanted to ask us about or something this morning. You know, is that ringing a bell? Is that reminding you? Yeah, so I'm kind of curious to ask you guys because something happened to me this morning. If there's like, you guys ever get like the same sort of bad luck that occurs to you? Like, it's probably like something that occurs to you like over time. It's the same thing and it just absolutely drives you crazy. Hmm. What kind of, what kind of situations are we talking here? No, just like it could be something small, like, you know. Maybe you keep stubbing your foot on, like, the post or something, like, corner of a post. Or, like, ah, you know, it's, like, something bad. Like, it just drives you crazy whenever it happens. I'm not sure, like, what it is. But for me, this is something that's happened to me, like, over years. And just my wife knows to say, why does this always happen to you? It's like, oh, <laughs> fucking no. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, give us, what's your example? What is this? Yeah. All right. Okay. So, uh, my wife, she made a really good breakfast this morning. 
You know, she made hash browns, an omelet, uh, Taiwanese pancakes. Oh, shit. And yeah, what is some that? salad. It, it's like a tortilla, and I think there's like scallions in it. Oh, geez, it's not your traditional pancake, but you know, every every country has their version of what a pancake means to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we have those potato pancakes, right? Yep. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a salad with some fruits in it, with some cheese. Man, it was good. It was good. You know, I'm enjoying my breakfast. And the last thing I had was the omelet. You know, I saved the best dish for last. Ate everything else. So I'm eating my omelet. You know, I have some salsa on it. You know, (laughs) some orange juice on the side. So I'm eating my omelet. It's really good. And I get halfway through it. And I notice there's something in my omelet that just drives me wild. I look at it. And there's a long piece of hair in my omelet. (laughs) (laughs) And I look at my wife. And I'm like... What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like I was enjoying my meal, and there's a piece of hair in my food. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, if this was the first time, I'll be like, "Oh, that's gross." But at this point, it's just—it's happened to me so many times. Like I forgot how many times I found a piece of hair in my food. <laughs> Is it specifically omelets, or like any? Like it's happened with all kinds of food. It's happened with all kinds of food. Hmm. See, that's my dad's thing. He always finds stuff in his food because he actually chews it. See, I don't chew. I, I eat too fast. You just swallow things. So whole. does my mom. We just swallow things. <laughs> all. We don't find all the little stuff like that. <laughs> the food's not on our plate long enough for us to discover those kinds of things. It's kind of a blessing in yeah, a way. He always he always gets like the fish bones, you know, the little tiny fish bones and stuff like that. Mm. But damn, yeah, I've not. I, don't know if I specifically have anything like that. Hmm. Like, yeah, it is gross. Like, I'm glad that I can find the hair before it like enters my mouth. But there's times where I've had some <laughs> some pretty big clumps of hair like just end up in my food. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm just like pulling it out of my mouth like that kid from the Goonies. Oh, and he, he pulls the necklace out oh, of his man. mouth. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, dude, what the hell? I'm cursed. Wow. At least at home, it's not like the end of the world. I would probably like. You know, hair and food is like super gross, quote unquote. But it's just hair, right? You know what I mean? It's strangers' like, it's not hair like that's the someone's like poop or anything. Like, yeah, right. it's strangers' hair. That would be kind of weird because you don't really know their hygiene and whatnot. yeah. But you're right, Eli. It isn't like it's not that gross. I guess when you really like, just like think about it, you know, it's like that mm-hmm. single strand of hair is like not really that dirty, but it is the, like, if you're at a restaurant and you get it, it's grosser to yeah. me than at home. You know, we always had animals growing up like cats and dogs and mm-hmm. they shed a lot. And so it would just be, you know, it's pretty common for me to find like a couple like pet hairs on my plate when I was eating, you know, just because like your yeah. parents are cooking in the kitchen, the animals are around. It's like, it's just going to happen, you know? But uh, when you're a restaurant too, it puts their puts their uh you know, their PPE practices in question, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> the, the whole like restaurants in question now, you know. One right. little hair. Right. Gotta get get an investigation on these guys. <laughs> like like for me, the hair it would be an issue, but it's the length of the hair that sometimes <laughs> bothers me. Uh, because yeah, that's true. 
you know, like, like the hair on my face, it's really short. So like, if I didn't see it, I can eat it without like even filling it in my mouth. Like when you have like a long piece of hair and you're chewing, you can start to feel like your teeth pull and like, and you're like, wait, what the hell is that? You get your tongue involved, and oh. you're like wiggling in there. And you can feel it. That's what grinds. That's what grosses me the hell out, man. You yeah. just start feeling hair in your mouth where it shouldn't be. Oh, dude, God forbid it gets stuck like in the back of your throat too. Have you ever had that happen with the hair? Where it's like you just can't get it. It's like not on your mm. tongue. It's moved beyond like the the mouth, and then it's it's now in like the throat area. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so impossible to get it out. You just like start chugging with water. The, hmm. the auto flosser, you know. Right, right. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, basically. Uh, wow. So, okay. I don't... Yeah, are you like... Go ahead. You like find a hair and then you pull it out and your whole burrito just falls apart? <laughs> I guess. It was the thing that tied it all together. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that kind of reminds me. I guess like sort of a bad luck thing. I feel like my burritos, a lot of the time I get from uh, this place near where we work, like... They're always delicious, but for some fucking reason, like halfway down the burrito, there's always like a hole in the tortilla. So I'll have like the foil, you know, that it comes in. Mm-hmm. And then like I'll be like, eating and I'll slowly be removing the foil. And then I'll get to the point where I'll take that little bottom cup off, you know, that just like holds mm-hmm. it like a little diaper for the burrito. And it's mm-hmm. just like sour cream, bleh, just like shit everywhere. And I'm like, okay, great. Because then when you bite it, it just squirts it out the bottom. And you're like, all right, well, I can't eat this, you know? Mm-hmm. A hole in the bottom? Yeah, like towards the bottom half, you know. Mm. So everything is that from the top has been compressed down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta eat burritos kind of somewhat strategically. You, know? you do, you do. You gotta like give a little a little squeeze halfway through if you're pushing too much down <laughs> to get like a little a little of the meat and stuff to come back up to the top and maybe get a pretty uh, a meaty bite or not not meat I guess in your case but a. A a rice bite. and beans bite yeah rice and beans bite. there's there's nothing worse to that end to me than when i'm eating a sandwich and you take a bite and it like pushes all the innards away and like shit falls out mm-hmm. of your sandwich and like yeah. you eventually get to that point where your bread is mismatched the top and the bottom and you're like how the mm-hmm. fuck oh, God. you know <laughs> yeah. i hate that <laughs> yeah, you don't want to blow it back out you just want to yeah just want to enjoy it Exactly. That's what kind of pisses me off. It's like you eat this delicious looking sandwich, this massive looking one. You take a bite and everything just falls out. And now you just have bread in your hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of like a ton of toppings either. I'm pr- I'm quite a plain Jane in general right. with food. Right. But like, yeah, let me get bur- like a tomato and some lettuce and some onion or whatever. It's like I can't even I can't even eat this. It's not worth not worth the like catastrophe of my burger falling apart. Sure. I would like to just enjoy it. I think know? for me... So if I have to sacrifice a little bit of, like, condiments, toppings, then so be it. What's the core? Like, what do you need on it for a burger? burger. Just the burger? And actually, to be honest, I have, I don't typically eat my burgers with bread anymore, but it's just like the con, like sandwiches or anything like that, you know? What? Don't but, eat with bread? You just do, like, open face or you just eat it without the, without the bun? Just without the bun, mm. usually. Just, like, tomato... Uh, yeah, tomato sauce. Ketchup, ketchup. and mustard. <laughs> Those are very different things. <laughs> yeah. Usually just ketchup, mustard. Occasionally I'll toss a pickle on top or whatever. But Or if I have lettuce, I'll, make, I'll just put lettuce down on the plate and eat it kind of like a salad. But, mm. I'm, you know, it would yeah. be nice to have the bread, but it's extra carbs. So yeah, it's pretty sure. easy to get rid of. And I'm so used to it now. 
I think the open face is probably what I would do. I don't know if I could just get rid of the bun entirely, but yeah, you definitely don't need that top piece because. So for me, like the veggie burger and then cheese, I, I need on mine. I know you're different. I like cheese on there, and then ketchup and pickles. Those are like the three mm. things I think that are yeah. necessary. It's all very exciting, and now I'm getting hungry. You see, this is the yeah. problem. It's like a weird hour where I haven't eaten anything, but like mm-hmm. too you early for lunch. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I think it's that time for a dad joke. Yeah, let's get into dad jokes. Let's keep it moving because okay, okay. we can get to eating here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to come up with some. I did write one about a broken compass, but I kind of forgot where I was going with it. <laughs> oh, you're you're writing your own material now. You like that? I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Why did the cow cross the road? <laughs> The size. I do hmm. not, I don't know for this one. Nothing jumps to my mind. No. To get nothing. to the other side. The other side. <laughs> <laughs> the word others did cross my mind. I just, ah. Uh, yeah. You had an intuition. Mm-hmm. What are spider webs good for? Cobbing. Uh, <laughs> for what? <laughs> Uh, cobbing, I don't know. Cobbing uh, something. Cobb salad. Just throwing words <laughs> out <there>. salads. <laughs> uh, spiders. Oh, so stupid. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's just like so matter of factly, like, yeah, duh, dude, for spiders. Spider- you fucking spiders. idiot. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think they make them? That's true. Why do they make them? There's, a, there's a really funny museum that i went to when i was studying abroad where like they gave a bunch of spiders a bunch of drugs and then saw the different webs that they produced afterwards and it is hilarious oh. dude it oh, is yeah i mean I feel it's like kinda, i've seen something like that yeah bro like if you watch the co- or like watch if you if go like look it up you can find it i'm sure but like the cocaine one is like super detailed and like <laughs> intricate mm-hmm. same with caffeine and then the marijuana one is like half finished <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the the one they gave like acid and like psychedelics is like not even really a web it's like a very web. weird looking yeah very abstract so, yeah so i thought that was pretty hilarious <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah mm. Very right. good. And to wrap this one up, what did the what did one goose say to the other one leaving the party? Duck, duck. <laughs> Let's get the flock out of here. Ah, get everyone together. <laughs> get everyone together. <laughs> There's like, wah, wah, guys, time to go. <laughs> get the flock out of here. I love that. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Eli. Those are uh, pretty good for original content, you know? Uh, I have to say, number four, uh, the... Uh, the goose one mm. goes to Jeff. Okay, so now you're tapping all your coworkers on the shoulder. You've <laughs> <laughs> ex- exhausted the well of Nick's bad dad jokes, and now yeah. we got to go and move over to Jeff. You poor yes. bastards. Well, I've been moved, so that's true. That's yeah. true. Maybe we'll get some some bangers out of your new environment. Yeah, Troy's probably got some. That's what I was gonna too. say. I feel like he probably he'll know, he'll know a couple <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, very good. As we said at the top, this is episode 51 of the show. That means we're going to be getting into what we've been playing. But as we've not recorded one of these in a while, actually, the what we've been playing episodes, uh, we're kind of looking back at, I realized, December and January because we recorded in advance. So like when I was typing down the shit that I've been playing, I was like, oh, it's more than I thought. So we've got that coming up for you guys, which should be exciting. 
We've also got, of course, some Patreon-submitted questions. So remember, you can go and support our show if you like what we do at patreon.com slash trophytalkpodcast. While you're over there, you'll find links to the SoundCloud. You'll find links to the Discord, which we encourage you to join. There's also a free race going on over in our Discord with some rules posted there and leaderboards, etc. So go and check that out if you're interested. And um, yeah, we'll update that, you know, the info about that in terms of like how it's going as it goes on. But we're very early on. The race is going to be going until April. So that's exciting. And uh, yeah, before we get into the questions, I wanted to give a special thank you shout out to all of our patrons over there. So thank you very much to Charles Bilby, the Slide G Cooper, Pat the Trophy Hunter, Slugger, Be Down, Maximum Carnage, and Skrillis. So thank you guys very much for your support. As a quick side note, you might note that uh, Pat the Trophy Hunter is is a, a different sort of iteration on a name. We were requested to change it to this, even though it doesn't uh, match the Patreon name. So that's why. So everyone's in in the loop. So Pat, welcome, welcome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, with that, let's get into our Patreon submitted questions for episode fifty one. Who wants to read the first one? Which is really more of a statement, but go for it. Okay. I'll read it off. It's pretty long, Eli, so I don't blame you for not wanting mm-hmm. to, uh, exactly. to read it out loud. It <laughs> <laughs> so, so this uh, comment comes to us from our patron, Maximum Carnage, and he just has something he wants uh, to say to everybody. So he says, a big friendly welcome to all the new listeners that have popped up on the Discord recently. Whether you're here for the podcast or for the race or for the full shebang, I hope that you'll find this community as welcoming as I have. I've made awesome friends here and always look forward to socializing in the Discord or in party chat. One of the best moves of 2021. Have fun and go hard on the race. I'll be back online soon. So thank you. That is uh, very kind words coming from Maximum Carnage. Yeah, that was very nice. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Using up this question to uh, give us a little pat on the back and welcome the new new people in the Discord because quite a few have come in, so I really appreciate that. Yeah, very nice of you, sir. And uh, I know you've been quite busy with uh, work, a new job that you'd got, and... uh, also, just everything else. And I think Maximum goes to the gym a lot. He's kind of a fitness guy. So uh, keep pumping that iron. You know what I mean? Get after it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to take us into question number two? I'll go for it. Uh, so question number two comes from Slugger. And his question is, if the Spartacus rumors hold true and we get PS1, PS2, and PSP games thrown into the new subscription service, will you subscribe? Also, assuming these games have trophies, what older PlayStation title would you want to make your first Platinum on the service? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. What uh, are these rumors? We should uh clear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It takes a little bit of foreknowledge for this guy. So Spartacus is rumored to be the... And again, it's very important to say none of this has been hardcore confirmed yet, right? Like, there's there's leaks that parts of this are true, but we don't know exactly what... So anyway, Spartacus is meant to be the Game Pass-ish equivalent of the PlayStation ecosystem. So what I don't think has been confirmed or discussed really in detail is like, does that mean new games are coming out on it day one? Is it just like an expanded catalog of PlayStation Now that also includes PS1, PS2, and PSP games? Um, There's supposed to be different tiers for the service. So maybe, you know, the tier one is just your PlayStation Plus as you currently have it. Tier 2 is PlayStation Plus and Now together, and then Tier 3 is all of the PS1, PS2, and PSP games as well. Again, we're not entirely sure, but think of it conceptually as sort of an expanded backlog of retro games. That's kind of how I'm looking at it right now. So, 
That'll depend on how expensive it is. And if it's, yeah, how they how they really roll this out. Because I, I think a lot of us like to, um, when PlayStation Plus is on sale, just buy a bunch of years. So, you know, signed up for quite a while. Right. Kind of wondering what that's going to mean for for this. Like, what if they, what if they go, like, the kind of the Xbox route and, like, make online free? And then the new services, there's only one service. There's only one tier. This is what you get. Mm. That's an interesting point. You know? Yeah. But, don't know how it'll work but um well they did stop selling playstation now uh codes in the uk or, or a certain yeah like the three month ones i think they stopped sell- there is some specific one that they're not doing anymore now mm. that could be a completely unrelated and just coincidental thing but people were speculating that it might have something to do with the fact that spartacus is coming soon and merging those two services together yeah sounds like there's a lot of fun funny things going on yeah, there's some weird stuff going on, you know, and and we should mention too. This is in the wake of the whole Microsoft acquiring Activision, so people are speculating Spartacus has like got bumped up in terms of when it's going to come out because yeah, yeah, I don't know, um, and we're not going to get into that as we've said in the past. This is not a news show, so there are other people who talk about that in much more uh, at length way, <laughs> but. But yeah, anyway, so let, let's assume that it's a, a combined service of PS Now, PS Plus, and just add in some retro games. Like, Eli, is that something that sounds appealing to you? I guess you said the price is kind of the, the kicker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Because I was signed up for Xbox um, Game Pass Ultimate, so I can play on my PC and all those games. Uh, but I, I recently just got rid of that. All of it, gold, anything. I don't, I don't do anything there because all the free to play games are are free to play online, which is basically what my sons play anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, the uh, I'm signed up. I don't even, I don't even know how much I pay a month anymore for PS Plus because I get that like forty five dollar for a year thing every Black Friday. So I'm signed up for a couple of years. Yeah, um, which would entice me to not sign up for something new. If it's more expensive. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, you've already paid, basically. Yeah, and like I don't pay like a monthly thing. I kind of just count on it every Thanksgiving. It's 45 bucks for another year or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what about, in ter- let's say, what about the second part of the question? Yeah, the second part, if there was a, an older PlayStation title I'd like to platinum, it's it would have if they have PS One, it'd have to be NFL Blitz two thousand one. Oh sure. man! <laughs> I, I, I didn't play a ton of PS One games. That was kind of like early on in my gaming thing, so I didn't just like have a backlog of games or what you know. It was just kind of played what I had. Uh, and but if they if they I don't see PS Three in this question, but I don't know if that would ever be part of it. Hopefully, it would be. Yeah, well, uh, it, it is with PlayStation Now, but it's not all the games, right? Uh, so, um, like, yeah, that's the main drive for PlayStation Now, at least in my experience, is that you do have access to a couple hundred PlayStation 3 games, but you have to stream them, right? You're not downloading right. them, so. But I was thinking Dante's Inferno at first, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if that'll be, if that's completely relevant to this question, but. It, I mean, it could be. If I would they like. Expand to, it. I would like to play that for sure. I bought it on Xbox, I think, like a disc. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm not really like enticed to play that, but if I could get trophies in it, I'd probably play it on PlayStation. Yeah. I know. I was bummed when uh when I when I saw that it wasn't on PlayStation now. That was your jam, dude. It was my jam. Your first is it your first Hundo? It was my second Hundo, but mm. but I mean for all intents and purposes, <laughs> it's very early on. Yeah. Yeah. Only got beat out by Assassin's Creed 2. Mm. Yeah. But interesting. Well, that's my answer. Okay. All right. Very good. Daryl, what would you do? What do you think? Um, To part one of the question? Well, yeah, or just overall. Like, you know, is this something that interests you, Spartacus, and the rumors around it? Um, Probably like everybody else. You just got to wait and see, like, what gets confirmed. Because right now we don't really know a whole lot. It's just a lot of speculation. So I'll probably just wait to hear back um, on, like, what they, you know, put out there. But, you know, as far as, like, the PS1, PS2, and, you know, the entire PlayStation ba- uh, catalog, I've never been in any real inclination to play the older games. Um, you know, for me, it's just, like, what's new and now is what I'm playing. I never really have a desire to go back and play the old games. Like, I the other day, I was just, like, clearing out all my old consoles, like, my Xbox, my PS3, just wiping them hard, just, uh, you know, just to get rid of them. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just, you know, it, it'll, maybe, you know, but right now I don't really have, you know, any desire to play any of the older stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to think uh, I do. I'm like, oh, I'll be cool. And then, like, I start thinking about it. I was like, oh, dude, it's like 480p, dude. <laughs> this is the, the, nostal- the nostalgia goggles may not last 20 <laughs> hours. You know, it's like, right. Yeah, it's like, I was like, yeah, play this. And then you, like, get like five hours in, and you're like, fuck, oh, dude, like, this is. Yeah, you're like, this is kind of rough. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially, like, some of the mission designs for older <laughs> games are like, what the fuck? Like, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> how was I supposed to know to do that? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And triangles, like, back on all the menus. It's so hard to get through the menus. It's quite weird. <laughs> like, triangles back and yeah, they're all different. Yep. It's very true. What about the first game, though, if you were going to do a retro game, Daryl? Uh, for me, it'll probably have to be the first Spyro, the dragon game. Hmm. I remember playing that a lot growing up, and that was like the one game I remember that kind of started, you know, this whole, like, I got to get everything type of deal. Mm. In the game, there's a lot of, like, collectibles, like, you know, getting gems, and I think the the little dudes that grabbed the dragon eggs. Yep. And uh, the dragons, too, you know, trying to free them from their crystal prisons. I, I That was, like, one thing I tried to do. And like like you said, some of the mission designs in that game particularly were pretty were pretty tough for a child, man. That's like a child's <laughs> game, but some of those uh designs in the level were pretty pretty rough to try to figure out for a kid my age. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. For we sure. started playing that on uh on the PS2 a little while back with my son and it wasn't too bad. We didn't get very far. Hmm. But that's yeah. when I realized that whole like nostalgia goggles thing. Right, right. I, I mean, the cool thing is, and I've recommended it in the past, like the Spyro collection is, is quite good. So if you do ever feel like playing those games, you should just play that version. And uh, yeah, that's, right. the, that's the other thing with Sony. They've done, they've, they've redone everything. They made you buy it again. Right. So, you know, the good ones are kind of already remade. Yeah, there's, there's an element of that for sure. For sure. I was thinking like the old Spider-Mans. But it's like, well, I got the I got the new Spider Man. <laughs> the old Spider Man's are a good answer though. Those would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think 
I've kind of had my eyes opened a bit recently to the whole value behind PlayStation Now. As uh, the Discord folks would know, I mean, I'm doing the 100 days no game purchases and uh, pretty pretty far along into that. And PlayStation Now is sort of like a kind of a workaround in a way because it unlocked these, this That's whole library. Like it's definitely it's a, loophole. a loophole. Definitely a loophole. I didn't pay for it, so it's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, that's like that's like using a gift card, though. <laughs> I didn't use a gift card either. I haven't done that. No, but I'm saying like, oh yeah, that'd be like that's yeah. like the same thing. Yes, I agree. It feels a little weird. I agree. Um, but regardless, you know, it unlocked a whole bunch of these older games for me that I've been playing. We'll get to that later. And uh, yeah, I was like, you know, this would be pretty pretty cool. I don't really use PlayStation Plus <laughs> for like the things that it's known for, right? Like in terms of yeah, sometimes oh, yeah. we play Fortnite together or we play a random online game, but mostly, you know, I'm adding not even like 25% of the PlayStation Plus titles every year to my library. So like what Bonkers. the what the fuck's the point? So I'd rather they just rolled in the whole PlayStation Now thing and if they mm-hmm. charge me an extra 10 or 15 bucks to play PS1 and PS2 games and PSP games and be able to earn trophies in them, then that's probably something I would at least dabble in. I don't know if I would pay it every month, but I would at least try yeah. it out. An extra ten, fifteen on top of what you're paying, you would you would buy into that. So like I think that if they month? combined it and did like yeah, twenty five to thirty dollars a month, and you got all that, I think I would do it. You would do that? I think I would at least do it for a month or two. Yeah, I would try it, and uh, and see how it went. Because the thing is, if you can, if you are the type of person who, let's say, like buys a game a month, even which like for most people who play games regularly, that's like pretty standard i would say buy a game every month or month and a half something like that so this is basically like saying like i'm not going to buy any more games but like i have access yeah. to hundreds you know so i like mm. i don't really need to think about it so it kind of pays for itself assuming you you use it um yeah, yeah i know, I, know if I buy a 30 dollar game every month but mm, that's true i guess that's true but but yeah so that's kind of like how i'm thinking about it and then in terms of the first game Obviously, the OG Resident Evil titles, Resident Evil 1, mm-hmm. 2, and 3 classic, of course. So that's a very uh, very no-brainer answer. Get it? Because zombies eat the brains. Oh, wow. Yum. 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 You're going to be reading jokes in the beginning next episode. Yeah, you're going to be like, hey, man, I need some material for episode 52. <laughs> uh, the other like shout-outs I had were Parasite Eve and Dino Crisis, which are both uh, survival horror-ish games by capcom dino crisis obviously with dinosaurs and parasite eve is like a weird hybrid rpg and survival horror game it's kind of odd but anyway yeah so those uh those are what came to mind so we'll see i'm expecting we'll get some news about spartacus in the next couple months and we can have a more serious conversation about it at that time if we would like so thank you very much uh slugger for the question much appreciate it and eli you know what's up your turn now. Oh, you can't okay. you can't avoid reading out loud for the for the whole time. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. Mm-hmm. Nature or nurture? Which do you think has a bigger impact on someone's beliefs and thought process? Processes. Mm. Okay. Who asked that one? Uh that comes from us from the Sly G Cooper. The Sly. On the low. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway had enough coffee this morning uh i don't know so this is i mean this is like a really philosophical question yeah this is this might be outside of our 
Yeah. Outside of our wheelhouses, they would say. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's just start off by saying you shouldn't take what we say to be <laughs> to be the definitive uh, mm-hmm. answer on any of this, right? I will say that I had my parents were both psychologists growing up. So, you know, surrounded by this sort of like thinking and and nonsense. So I do think that obviously in nature, you have genetic predispositions for certain things. And uh, for example, like if you have alcoholism in the family or, you know, people who have had addiction in the past, you're likely to have a pretty addictive personality. And um, now what you do with that is totally the nurture side and how you how you use that is a, a product, I think, of how that is addressed to growing up and, and what your home environment is like as, as a kid, you know, so your addictive personality can turn into like, yeah, I study really hard or I work really hard at the sports that I play, or I'm incredibly into this, this hobby that I have and I do it well, or it can turn into, I smoke meth all the time, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's like that piece of it is a, is a little bit different. And by the same token, it's like, you can be predisposed to certain, you know, health issues. Um, I have a history of heart disease in my family and so you know and diabetes right so it's like i i know i have to watch what i eat and try to exercise because of that i don't know what do, what do you guys think that's, that's kind of how i'm well, thinking about it yeah i think as um as the questions worded has a bigger impact it would definitely have oh, yeah. to be nurture yeah just because nature kind of already is there and it's you know but either way even if I'm not like being super picky about the way it's worded, I still think nurture has a bit bigger impact on it because, you know, I think you said it pretty well is depends on, on kind of what you do with that. Yeah. And, you know, if you're predisposed to like certain things or just even just like character traits, you know, the nurture can definitely like change that around. Yeah. Or at least put a positive spin on it. Hmm. I th- yeah, I agree because it's it's almost more depressing to think that nature has the bigger impact because then what you're basically saying is that you have little to no control over the type of person that you, that you are yeah. and the things that you do. And I just don't believe that. Like fuck. Yeah, I I just don't That's believe that. Thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what about you, Daryl? I think more people today believe that though oh you do interesting i mean not not on not on purpose but there's a lot of like you know there's a lot of victims these days oh in that sense right right oh i just have this i can't do things right things happen to me that i can't control right and yes things do happen to you but you can control Mm -hmm. to some extent you can control the way you react right and your emotions right can't control outside stuff but Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Sorry to interrupt, Daryl. Nah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, you know, there's arguments for for both sides, like which is, you know, has a bigger impact on someone's beliefs and thought process. I I tend to lean more towards the nurture side of the arguments. Uh, just um, yeah, I think nurture is pretty huge in you, you know the upbringing of people. And, like, well, I always look, like, at my family, for example, like, you know, the the way that my parents raised me and the way that, you know, they raised my brother, my sister. And then when I look at, like, our relatives, you know, we all share the same blood, but 
they're so different. Like, you know, the things that I was taught growing up, like, you know, working hard, you know, going to school, have a good paying job, like stuff like that's not, you know, common in like, in, you know, my, my families that, you know, that I'm a part of. So it's just weird because, you know, like my dad, like I always ask him like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, there's things in life that are important. And, I, you know, some of those things just aren't translated across, you know, like other families and stuff like that. I think it's just like the way that, you know, what's important to like parents and what they instill in their kids is like huge, you know, big time. Mm -hmm. So definitely what gives the world diversity too. you know, like a lot of people, you know, so I don't like when people kind of like impose their beliefs on people because every every person's different. Everyone's had a different family life. Everyone has different morals in there. And like, as long as they're not like destructive and like, yeah, we believe in like killing people. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> right. That's right. what makes the world so diverse and, and enjoyable. Like mm-hmm. if everyone had the same, the same morals and like beliefs, it would just be like, you know, uh, I don't know. What's that word for that? You'd be like in a, not a think tank. But like where everyone, uh, oh you know, like gosh. a Facebook group echo and everyone chamber. believes the same thing. Yeah, it would just be like one big echo chamber and it would be kind of dull and weird. Oh, yeah, dude. If everyone agreed about everything, it'd be a much more boring existence. You know, mm-hmm. it is fun to talk about the things you love with other people who love them. But mm-hmm. the fun part is like the nuances of different things within that. They're like, I really like this. You didn't. Why? You know, those mm-hmm. discussions are cooler to me and more engaging. So. I agree. Interesting question. Interesting question. Makes you ponder. Yeah. Makes you think. Well, let us know. You know, if you're listening to this question and you've got some strong opinions one way or the other, put it in the uh, in the Discord or put it in the comment and let us see what you think. Happy to happy to take a look at it. But thank you, uh, Sly G. Cooper, for the question, as always. Now, let's get into the final Patreon-submitted question for this week's episode. This comes to us from Skrillis. And uh, we've had a similar question to this before, but it's a little bit more expanded. So he wants to know, if you've had a year off of work and zero responsibility, so again, the responsibility piece is something we might have to define. Let's say you that you have no work and those eight hours that you would spend at work are spent, you can do whatever you want, right? It's not mm-hmm. like you don't have Zayden anymore, Eli. <laughs> but like, let's huh. just say you got eight free hours that you would have previously spent at work. What are five big, long games that you'd ha- love to get lost in? He's thinking 100-plus-hour games. Obviously, you can get the Platinum, but your main focus is getting lost in that world. So this is, I think, different because it's not saying, like, what do I want to trophy hunt in, but what are, what are some ones that I want to, like, explore and play that are uh, big games like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, anyone want to want to take a crack at this one first? Sure. Woo! I'd love to take a crack at it. Take a crack at it, brother. Get crack, get cracking. Yeah, if I uh, if I had that opportunity, I don't know if I would play a hundred hour games. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I'd either play more games that were smaller, or I would just like do other things. Mm, okay. I would, you know. That's why, I like, uh, with work, I'm trying to, you know, learn stuff. Right. So like maybe with that time I would work. <laughs> That's the that I'm not I'm no, no, no. I would go back to the flooring company and learn more about making cabinets. 
Hey, that I mean, that'd be a fun little like hobby on the side. Maybe there's a simulator game you can play for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if I had to pick a game now, see the other thing is it's hard enough. I don't know if I have five games, man. I but don't know. Yeah, I couldn't think of five that like yeah. I think Skyrim would be pretty cool. Of course. I don't I don't know. Uh and there's not a ton of like other hundred hour games, especially if you're not going for the platinum, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um But even even outside of that too, like I would also just play the uh you know like rocket league and minecraft and stuff yeah that's that a would good be point. the other because those games you know it's the games that keep giving you know right what I'm saying? right Just never get old so <laughs> it is um yeah you could use that time to like specialize in one like multiplayer game even and get like crazy good at it you know like if you yeah, play that year yeah. i might be like in the rlcs after that year you know what i'm saying Oh, I mean, if you, yeah, if you're super <laughs> high rank already and you decided to add eight hours in of ranked play a day, you'd probably, yeah, for sure. Like, you, there's yeah. no doubt that you'd get really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a boomer, though. I couldn't make it. I couldn't. Dude, those kids are like, they're like 16. I know, man. I know. There, there was one, there was like a, a scandal. One of them got a, he played under a different identity, but he was like 14. And you have to be, you have to be or 16, he was like 13. Right? I think you might have to be 14. I forget, but he was underage. I think huh. maybe it is 16. But yeah, he was like 14 or something. Yeah, he got banned. Yeah, you got to be 18 but... in uh, League of Legends to at least play in the pro. You can play an mm. amateur when you're younger, but if you want to be in the pro scene, you have to be 18. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, 30 years old. Bruh. Yeah, there there were a couple 30-year-old League of Legends pros when it was uh, a couple years back at this point. Yeah. really early on into the game's cycle. And I think now the oldest people are maybe like 27 or 28, which is actually like not, I mean, that's not too that's much not younger far. than we are. Uh, yeah. But of course, every year there's like the new rookies that come in and they're like 18, you know, and they're yep. just like super young looking and you're like, oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's my so Skyrim is like the one that like jumps out to you though. As like yeah, a I think there's game. a, to, to dig into that with different builds that's why you know it's one of those games that you could play for 100 hours diablo you know, 2 a story uh maybe yeah no diablo <laughs> 3 yeah but. diablo 2 bro come on man and you'd I'd try to like make some content too probably you yeah know, like, i think i would do a lot more content stuff at that mm-hmm. time but yeah skyrim's got all those uh you know different builds and different ways to play and if you play it on PC, there's all kinds of mods for it as well, which could could get fun. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going with that. Okay, as one. So I don't have four. four uh, the four others would be like Skyrim, the anniversary version, Skyrim VR, the, the VR Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, the year edition. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, I like that. I like that. That's a very that's a very real answer. <laughs> you know, like would I really even use that time for that? Probably not. You know, uh, maybe some of the days. But what what about you, Daryl? What did you have for this? Um, I think uh, Slugger in the past has mentioned that the Yakuza games get up to a hundred hours. Ooh, not sure ah. if all of them do. Nice. But I would like to take a crack at that. Uh, I think know. they do if you're trying to platinum it. Like, just beating the game, because I beat yeah. the the first one remastered, the Kiwami, and I beat it in probably, like, 40 hours. Mm, I just have all okay. those side games and stuff, right? 
Yeah, there's like so many little like arcade cabinets that you need to get high scores in and like there's like a hundred side missions and all you know, I don't know. So it does get long. Okay. So she's Yeah. Oh. Yeah, definitely the Yakuza series for sure. Uh, the Witcher Three, I have all the DLCs for for those now. I've never played them before. I know that that would definitely, you know, bump that game to well over a hundred hours. So yeah, they're the supposed Witcher to be 3, incredible. Yeah, I hear they're pretty good. the The base game is really good. I enjoyed that one a lot, and I, I wouldn't even mind playing it a second time, from beginning to end. Um. And that's pretty much it. I kind of thought of like a multiplayer game, you yeah. know, just getting lost in the multiplayer game for a hundred hours, uh, just because I've always wanted to play like, you know, a multiplayer game that you know I have fun playing and I I'm pretty decent at. So Deep Rock Galactica. Oh I, yeah, I would like to play that. Actually, that the, would be cool. The first multiplayer that came to mind was Hell Let Loose. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that we reviewed that a while back, the World of, World War One game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. You know, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I suck at it. It's way different from any like hardcore like shooter game I've ever played before. And uh, yeah, I'm having fun with it. That's cool. So I'm sure if I put like a hundred hours into that game, you know, I have a lot of fun with it. So I'll yeah. be like. A multiplayer game I'll be willing to put 100 hours into. Oh, yeah, Warframe. Sorry. Yeah, I'm there. surprised that you didn't say that. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking about that yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. Warframe is a good one, too. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I had jotted down Skyrim Anniversary Edition. So, same as you, Eli. Yeah, I mean, we've t- really I've brought up Skyrim plenty of times before. It's like, I would love to do that. I don't know if it's ever going to be in the cards for me. But I, it's one of those games, like, if I'm in between jobs and I have the time that I don't feel guilty playing a hundred hour game, then maybe I would do it. You know, uh, hey, time, is, time is just time, man. You can still play it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Urging you, man. Yeah. I mean, I could always just play like an hour or two every, you know, a week and I'd get through it eventually. So, well, um, play more than an hour a week. Oh no. I'm saying if I played other shit, even still, I, I wouldn't even have to oh. only play Skyrim. You know, I could be playing other things and, mm. you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Skyrim Anniversary Edition. I never played any of the DLCs. I know it includes all that in this one, and it also includes a couple like quality of life changes compared to the 360 version I played back in the day. I'm sure it's going to run better and play better. So yeah, so that would be cool. Um, Elder Scrolls Online is another mm-hmm. one I put. Like, uh, you know, since the the question noted, you're not necessarily platinuming it. You're just trying to get lost in the world. Well, that's perfect because the amount of content in Elder Scrolls Online, I'm sure you could easily put 100 hours in that and like not be anywhere close. Uh, they just announced a new expansion even this week. So, uh, yeah, that. Um, and then similarly, I had a couple other games of service games on here. Final Fantasy 14, which is the online one. It's, mm. it's the one that a lot of people have left World of Warcraft and gone to play. It's like supposed to be actually fantastic. And... Uh, yeah, so that that seems cool. I don't really know too much about it other than the fact that it's Final Fantasy and MMO. Sounds fun. And then uh, Destiny it's 2. To pay for though, I found weird. You do have to pay for it, is that what you said? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, I mean, you do WoW too as well, but Right. And it's yeah. a one-time purchase, so it's better. I would say it's better than that, but a lot oh, of these yeah. MMOs these days are all like free-to-play stuff where they're just trying to get your your microtransactions. 
Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny with Elder Scrolls Online, too. Like, you do have to pay for that game, obviously, but the base version is, like, $5, like, yeah. all the time. So, <laughs> so it's really low barrier to entry, and even with that content, that'll keep you busy for quite a while. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I put Final Fantasy fourteen on there. I put Destiny 2 on there. Um, I never got into any of the, like, in-game content in a Destiny game, so that would be kind of fun. Did you play through the the, the like, story? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think Maybe I beat it actually, but I got most of the way through it. Like I definitely have progress in Destiny 2. I'd have to go back and look at my list. And then uh yeah, The Witcher 3. I put down Skrillis. I'm sure you'll be happy to hear that. If I had the time, sure, I would try Witcher 3 again. Um That's all I wanted out of the question. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. And if like <laughs> yeah. and, and if trophies were not an issue, like sure, I'll try Witcher 3 again. Uh that's probably the least likely to happen on this list. <laughs> mm. I think if we were doing it in order, it's probably how I typed it. Like the most common, the most likely thing I would play is Skyrim. The second most would be Elder Scrolls Online. Third would be Final Fantasy. Fourth, Destiny. And then last would be The Witcher. So, mm. Yeah, The Witcher would be cool too. Yeah, it would be cool. I'm gonna try that, but I fucking got wrecked by that Griffin in the field. So you know, <laughs> I, I know, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't remember that game being easy by any means. So, and the nice thing about That's Skyrim right. is that it's it's not a hard game, you know. I and you don't need to play it on any particular difficulty or anything either. So, yeah, in a big world like that, the the fun is like exploring, getting gear, the side quests, right? I don't want to have the game push back at me constantly and be like mm -hmm. get fucked like yeah you gotta be <laughs> like yeah you died again yeah and you're like this isn't fun like i just want to run around yeah exactly so maybe that's what elden ring will be we'll, we'll find out uh anywho yeah so uh from what i've seen what'd you say i thought it was pretty short elden ring like eight, eight hours or something like that yeah what are you serious yeah, uh, I don't know if you watch Iron Pineapple on uh, YouTube. Uh-uh. Big, big Souls. Oh, what? You should watch him. He's pretty funny. Okay. He's a big Souls guy. He does other stuff as well. But uh, he does the, uh, like, steam dumpster diving and does all these, like, Souls. He's got, like, 10 or something of them where he's like, I played another eight Souls likes. And, Damn. like, reviews all these, like, uh, <clears throat> uh, indie Souls ripoffs and stuff. Some of them are pretty comical and how, like, it's like, you know, like one person made it in their fucking basement and did, like everything's broken. It's pretty funny. But uh, he he got some Elden Ring experience already. And I thought he said it was pretty short. At least what he, maybe it was what he played, but. Yeah, yeah. I know. I did see a couple of videos come out that were like, even the director of the game was like, more people we think will finish Elden Ring than traditionally finish a Souls game. And then he, he was asked, like, does that mean it's easier? And it was, like, kind of unclear. I think it is a bit easier, and I think it's just less, like, obtuse in terms of, like, where do I go next, you know? So it might be more of a, a guided experience, but we'll find out soon enough. I'm definitely buying that game, so I'm sure I'll talk about it at some point. Mm -hmm. um, cool. All right, well, that's going to do it for our Patreon-submitted questions. Thank you, Skrillis, for that, and thank you to all the Patreon supporters. Remember, go and check that out, patreon.com slash trophytalkpodcast. If uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, really appreciate it. And with that, we are getting into what we have been playing. So who would like to go first on what they've been playing? I know we've got a lot of typed up stuff here. <laughs> so 
Uh, yeah, any preferences? I don't mind going first, too, if people don't want to go. It, whatever works. When was the last time you went first, Colin? I always... Uh... All right, I'll go first. So, um, <laughs> I, when I typed this out, this was, like, astounding to me. Cause, and it made me realize, like, oh, yeah, we've been... We haven't done one of these, like, what we've been playing ones uh, since we pre-recorded it in December, which was really, like, what we'd been playing in November. So, here's what I've been playing. Uh, God of War 3 Remastered. God of War 1. God of War Chains of Olympus. God of War 2. Inside. Abzu. Journey. Resident Evil The Umbrella Chronicles. Fortnite. And Resident Evil 6. Are all things that I've played to a good degree in the last couple months. So, it's quite a bit of shit. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm not obviously going to go into detail into all of those, but I did recently go back to school about a week ago and been taking a couple classes. So I'm early on in the process, but my, my thinking was like, I want to get a couple of these smaller, more digestible, like couple hour games and just play through those again. Cause there's a ton of them in PlayStation now and in my backlog in my library. So the first thing that I did and to that end was go and play inside and this is by Playdead Studios. They're the guys that made Limbo. It's such a good game. Like, I really cannot recommend it enough. And I remembered the first time I played it was when it came out in 2015 or 2016. And we'll have to check that for me. But it inspired my first Dungeons & Dragons campaign that I ever wrote. And looking back at that campaign now, I can totally see the parts in the game that like gave me ideas for how to design rooms and combat encounters and like all this stuff in my campaign so i thought that was a really fun like revisit for me to be like oh whoa that's right and uh the trophies in the game are literally just for collecting all of the collectibles and so it's a pretty simple thing to just follow a guide for and get through you can do the whole thing in probably two hours uh now that takes a lot of the fun out of it in terms of problem solving but it's totally doable so my recommendation is beat the game once for fun and then if you want to go back and get trophies just follow a guide. And uh, I used Maca91, his guides, and um, there is no platinum for this game, I would call out as well. And then the other things, like, that was like, okay, like, there's more of these type of games out there. I should go check them out. So I played Obzu, which was a PlayStation Plus game a while back. And this is uh, similar. You add it? I did add it, or bro. Or you have to buy this? I bought it. Or, I mean, I added it. I, I Yeah, I added it to my library sure, back sure. in the day. Sure you did. I did. I did. <laughs> this is another game that took me probably only two and a half hours to complete. And I had a, a chunk to do it in one night. So I will admit that I followed a guide the whole time. So probably lessened some of the experience. But again, you know, get the collectibles. There's a couple story related trophies. The artwork is really cool, like sharp angles and like lots of blue colors and stuff because it's a game about exploring the ocean. And for this and inside, it's I can't really give you story beats because it's a lot of like environmental storytelling and just exploration. So I'll kind of leave it at that. But I would say that as a, it's a very meditative experience. It's a very calm, chill experience. And if you're looking for like a good palate cleanser game or even one that you just keep installed, but every once in a while I'll play a level of and just kind of like zone out, Obzu's great for that. And uh, then I jumped into Journey, which is a very famous PlayStation exclusive from the ps3 days and uh this game is incredible as well i ended up beating that in a couple hours and i'm i'm still waiting to do a couple of the trophies in the game that require you to play co-op essentially for most of the of the campaign 
and the campaign co-op is is random so you'll jump into a level and you'll see another character and it's just another player right but you're not sure if it's the same one in each level or if it's a new person or whatever so there's trophies related to that and so that's the only annoying piece of it um because it's an older game at this point so i don't know how many people are still playing it um but yeah regardless the the annoying trophy for that list is you have to wait a week and come back and play it again which you could change your system clock to do but i'm not messing with that with my ps5 i don't even want to touch it so i have put it down for the time being and i'll go clean up the 100 percent in that later so yeah those are the small games that i've been playing co-op we've been playing fortnite or i've been playing fortnite more uh eli i'm like level 47 or something now oh so. yeah yeah so coming up coming up never hit me up dude we hit you up last night. You weren't on. Not last night, but before that. That's you true. Play more than just last night. That's true. A couple times, not a ton, but a, a couple times. Um, and then Resident Evil Six, I've been playing co-op with Skrillis. Talk about that at a later date. So, the, if you remember, I listed off like six God of War games or four, four God of War games at the beginning. Um, the first one, God of War Three, was in my backlog and was sitting at one percent. So as 2022 was meant to be the year of my backlog cleanup and my completion percentage, I just started playing that game in December before I went back east for Christmas and was like, wow, this is really fun. It was kind of scratching that itch of Dante's Inferno for me. I hadn't played a game like that in a little while. And it was a great ride. I mean, you get Greek mythology, you get good action. The remastered version has really, I think, graphics that hold up pretty well. Combat is fun good weapons, good trophy list. Uh, yeah, it was a really awesome experience. So that like made me want to go back and do the older ones in PlayStation now. So then I checked out the original, God of War 2, and Chains of Olympus. Um, the lists are very similar. I'm not going to spend time breaking them down uh, individually and talking about you know the lack of nuances between them. But here's what I will say. God of War 1 has a speedrunning trophy. That's probably what sets it apart more than any of the others in the franchise is that you do have to beat it in under five hours. So you want to keep that in mind. Um, it also probably has the hardest challenges at the end of the game in the challenge arena. And that that's probably where I spent a solid four to five hours um, overall was on those challenges and just the cleanup at the end where the other games didn't have that annoying of a section for that so something to think about you will need to do two playthroughs as a result of this because you do need to have the first playthrough completed before you do your speed run or i guess it's technically not necessary but it's highly recommended that you do it that way so yeah that that guide has those nuances so you'll want to remember those um, but it doesn't require you to play on hard difficulty which is something that god of war 3 and god of war chains of olympus do require you to do so they all have these like little trade-offs. You know, there's something easier about one, something harder about another, right? Um, and then God of War 2, the thing that I thought was interesting is it's the only game that doesn't have a trophy for playing the sex minigame, which is a, a very commonly known fact about these God of War games. There's always a sex scene that you press a bunch of QTE events. You don't see it. It's off screen, uh, but you hear moaning and shit. I mean, it's very like childish. And yeah, you get a usually you get a trophy for when you do it. God of War 2 does not have that, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, but it does also still have the uh, collectibles trophies like all of them do, and it has the the one for the arena at the end of the game. So 
long story short, so I can move on and not spend so long talking about this, uh, I have ranked them in terms of ease of trophy hunting. For me, I think God of War 3 is the easiest. I then think the original God of War is... Uh, sorry, I think God of War Chains of Olympus is the... God damn it, I'm going in reverse. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> God of War 2 is the easiest. God of War is the second easiest. God of War 3 is third easiest. And then Chains of Olympus, I thought was the hardest because of its hard mode. I know that's kind of contentious, but uh, that's how I felt about it. And... You know what's kind of funny? They, yeah, go uh, ahead. God of War is kind of known for that sex scene thing, and then the the remake, he has a kid. He's got a kid. I know. And it's <laughs> not... It's not. I know. And it's not in the remake from what I remember. I don't remember there being a sex scene in there. Um, yeah, there was. That you do QTE button presses? Pretty sure, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Because that was one of the first I played. Gotcha. Well, that's... I think that might be the only one I played. Besides 2018. Yeah. yeah there's definitely one in there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um... Yeah, and so, you know, eventually I I do want to go and play the God of War 2018 version and get that plat before Ragnarok comes out. But to be honest, by the time I got to God of War 2, which is the last one I finished, I was really burnt out on the franchise. So, yeah, I'm going to take a break for a while. They're awesome games. They're really fun. They're, it's a very unique style of game. We don't really get this type of, like, top-down-ish, like, third-person action beat em up very often anymore you know it's really like uh dante's inferno is or not yeah dante's inferno and then um devil may cry is sort of like the same style but we don't get this a lot so that part of it is fun and i will also say that i played three of these games god of war one two and chains of olympus via ps now and it was a very smooth and very good experience for me there um yeah, you know, you have to stream it. And Eli, to your point, it was at 720p. That's the highest you could stream it at. And, uh, you know, is what it is. But anyway, that's mostly what I've, uh, what I've been playing. I, I know it's, I don't want to go too in-depth because I could talk for, like, fucking hours. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> Do you guys have any questions about those? Which was your favorite? My favorite was God of War 3, right. for sure. Uh, I think the weapons are the best. I think the boss fights are the best. I think... How did you do? Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. You were oh, I was just going to say it was balanced the most fairly, I think, for hard mode. Like, it was a challenge, but it wasn't annoying. So so you did play through that legit? Yep, I did it legit. I remember. Because I had played that before I started trophy hunting, and then, like, when I got into trophy hunting, I was like, oh, I should do that again. But I got to do the hard mode, not really. And it's just such, like, a it's just such a deterrent because I'm scared. Yeah. You know, it's sure. just intimidating. And, uh... <clears throat> And then I was like, all right, I'll do the challenges to do that, like, glitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got into the challenges, and I couldn't do those. Because yeah. it had been a while since I had played. And it was also, it was like the fist one where you had to, like, punch a bunch of things off or something. Mm-hmm. Knock them off the map. You had, to, you had to kill them with your fists or with skeletons or something. It was fucking hard. Yeah, it's really weird. And I was like, all right, really well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. I mean, but, the, the God of War 1 challenges are notoriously difficult. Like, I think Pat, the trophy hunter, said he spent, like, five hours on one of the challenges alone. That's um, the one with, like, the Tower of Spikes, right? You mm-hmm. gotta, like, crawl up and you die. It's, like, back to the beginning, right? Yeah, that's the same game, but that's not in the challenges. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's just, just at the end of the, of the game. game. Yeah, there's a trophy for getting to the top of it uh, without taking any damage. So, uh, of course. Yeah, of course. But That's not even the challenges, huh? No, it's not even the challenges. Um. But they're it, they're really great games. I I really do recommend it. 
Uh, especially God of War 3 Remastered, I think, is, is really well made. The boss fights are fun. That's the like the best thing I can mm-hmm. say about it. Is it feels kind of like Dark Souls in those moments, especially yeah. on hard mode, and you have to perfect parry certain attacks and dodge other ones and you know use your different weapons in the right way. So that was cool, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Who, who wants to go next? Does not matter to me. Okay, well, it looks like you're up then, Eli. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Rocket League and Minecraft, but I've trying to go pro. Yep. But I also played, I started uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And, uh, you know, it, wait a second. Uh, Did I hear that correctly? You started Cyberpunk? Yeah. What? Yeah. Dude, cool. All right, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean yeah. To so like I started it up. And the intro music was like quite Doom-like, which I got I got excited. I was like, oh, all right, let's go. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the the uh, the game gets a ton of hate. And of course, there's a lot of like controversy around the way they did it. I'm not a I'm pretty, uh, pretty peeved about that, where they they kind of like shadily shadily. Is that a word? Shadily. Mm-hmm. It was very shady the way they sent out reviews and it was all like PC stuff not the like console versions that were actually a huge mess according to the news but i did buy it on the uh i've been playing it on the epic game store i bought it there on sale okay it's like the christmas the they always have like a big they give out free games every day for like 14 days and they give uh ten dollar coupons for ah. uh and they just stack like you always have ten dollars off on every, any game over fourteen ninety nine, so it's pretty lit. Um, but I found it to be a very vibrant and bustling world where there's like where there was like no dead areas, you know, in games where there's just like a rendered texture of like a dumpster with trash bags and it's just like a mo- an immovable wall. Right. You know, you right. go down the wrong alley and you're like, oh, this is like all the bricks are blank. There's no bricks anymore. It's just a blank wall that kind of stuff yeah I, like i didn't really i didn't really find any of that like every alley had some loot or someone living in it and you know i explored some rooftops and it was the same thing there was like stuff everywhere people everywhere and moving in and out and around the city i didn't have any i saw i saw a picture of it where there was like eight guys with the same clothes on walking down the street i don't know if you saw that they all had like a gold jacket on no and they're I all like it's like oh wow what a like i i haven't experienced any of that <clears throat> or any weird stuff where they're like i quick turn around and nobody's behind me uh but again i d- i do have the pc version right which i think um, is the most stable like you said so yeah and it it's quite taxing on my pc not not terrible um i don't have uh a ray tracing um graphics card but they have some kind of like false ray tracing thing hmm. i forget i i forget what that's called but yeah i found it it uh pretty enjoyable and 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 like in the world um there was the first like seven hours ish were a lot of cutscenes though and some of them could get like quite lengthy and like with dialogue options in them so you couldn't really just leave or zone out or because there, there was one time I was like trying to get off and like eat dinner, and it was just like, how long, how long am I? Yeah, like, you know, what, they kinda, what's like, going on here? <laughs> they like kind of mix it up, and you have to like control the guy to like you know 
go talk to the next person or it's just like a quick little thing never felt like the right save point you know it was kind of weird right a lot of a lot of cutscenes in the beginning um but after that the the world opens up and that's about where i am i'm like uh 10 hours in ish and i started doing all the side missions so i'm like <laughs> i i got uh stuck tracking down rogue taxis there's this like taxi what? company what? and they're like they're like robots and uh help the guy out because you're you're like a vigilante right that's the right word right and uh so i'm helping the uh the taxi company track down the rogue taxis in a car and like doing different one of them i had to like damage him enough the other one i had to like uh i think i got out and drove it back or something i forget but uh yeah i started tracking down all these taxis that was the side mission and there was like a bunch of them and i was like oh, okay like i need a break but i got to do like the completion right it's like oh well, the, here's the other taxi over here on the other side of town go get him and then you finish that one there's another one you're like fuck <laughs> but you know you gotta you gotta get that stuff done before you move on i did i feel you, you know? i feel you on that that's what happened when i tried to play fucking um vice city back in the day is i kept getting mm. bogged down in these like oh go deliver pizzas or oh yeah. go do the ambulance missions or like and i was like oh I like it. so yeah yeah that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at right now okay um the story was pretty interesting in the beginning too and i'm a big fan of the aesthetic it's pretty cool it's like um you know party city in the future but not it's all like it's very like run down and um, kind of grungy right gnarly grungy yeah it's like future grunge pretty mm, cool future grunge I'm a fan. Oh, yeah future grunge. Oh. <laughs> yeah so very uh, cool there the, the the one gripe i did have is that there is too much stuff to pick up like dude there's like you can pick up like everything like bottles and like food wrappers and like can every you, everything you do anything with it or is it like yeah like some of the food you can uh you can eat the drinks you can uh drink but they give you like status <laughs> effects <laughs> I, <laughs> you don't say <laughs> you don't say huh? holy moly uh, <laughs> yeah they give you like status effects uh which i haven't you know it's like usually booze and it's like nausea i don't i don't really want to <laughs> yeah it doesn't do much for me besides that yeah very cool um, <laughs> thanks for making me nauseous yeah yeah uh, and uh, so that can get a bit tedious because that's another thing I can't just leave behind. So I gotta go. I gotta pick up that bottle in the corner. Don't don't move. Like, let me go grab these things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a bit tedious, or you know, I could just not pick everything up. Um, but you never know what you're missing. Yeah. Sometimes then, one of those wrappers might be special. Yeah, dude. There's uh, there's crafting in there as well. That's the fucking kind of pain. You know, there's a uh, there's crafting, mm. so it just adds another whole layer of complexity and missing. Like, what if I need these crafting materials? I don't right. know. Right. I, I haven't dug enough into this to know like what I'm what I'm gonna need later. That's the hard thing when you start a game in the beginning too, and there's stuff to pick up. It's like it's like Minecraft. It's like net, five minutes in, your inventory's full, and you're like, fuck. Like, I don't. What am I? What am I gonna need? I don't know. Mm. I've never crafted in in this, so. Um. How's the I, uh, uh how's the oh my god well, how's Keanu Reeves? So I I don't know how spoiler we're getting here, but that didn't happen until like that first like seven eight hours of cutscenes. Oh okay, gotcha. So that there's that big scene in all the ads where um is that T Paint? Uh, yeah, I think I think it is. I think it is. Uh, that whole scene 
that was like the whole first section kind of okay like gotcha gotcha like eight hours and then and then shit goes down and keanu comes in and the world opens up okay all right um yeah so and with with like the crafting and all this stuff to pick up there's like a lot of menus and it can get a lot to handle with like your inventory and your your modifications and your weapons and your skills and your trees and your tracks and your ranks and your runks it's like there's like all kinds of stuff dude and it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like it yeah dude and it, it's just not it doesn't feel very streamlined it's kind of all over the place not that intuitive um they probably could have streamlined it but it's like this this big rpg with all kinds of stuff to like customize and do so right of course it's complicated um but that's that's typically not my cup of tea another reason i didn't have a bunch of 100 hour games to play but yeah so far i'm liking it the reason another reason i got it on pc um was because epic games uh updated so they updated their achievements what does that mean on, in a good way yeah in uh october early october they they used to have like some kind of achievements like developer achievements they called them i think and now they kind of like like oh those were those were never really achievements we're we're doing achievements now i think so they could like reboot it and like try to get people interested again yeah um and just act like that never happened <laughs> so they kind of like felt like yeah we're gonna but, mulligan on that <laughs> redo it. yeah yeah and so they this was early October, and they they launched on uh, with Rocket League, Hades, Pillars of Eternity, Kenna, Zombie Army, Zombie Army Four, and Alan Wake Remastered all had uh, these new achievements, which are exactly trophies. There's bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. No. <laughs> yeah, bronze is worth like five to forty-five points. Silver's fifty to ninety-five experience. Gold's hundred to two hundred, and then a the platinum is two fifty. Holy which is shit! Kind of lackluster. Gold can be worth up to two hundred. Hmm. Um, yeah, that is weird. The scaling is not right on that. Yeah, and there's like a range too. It's like five to forty-five for bronze, but <clears throat> and that's the same as PlayStation as far as percentage-wise goes. So it, it kind of makes sense. They just hmm. the XP yeah, is so. more related to the game than it is just like the actual trophy. Where hmm. PlayStation, it's like you get a bronze, it counts. Towards this percentage in the game, but it counts towards this much XP for your like level or whatever, right? Right, right. So this one, they're they're uh, correlated, hmm. related. They're the same. So, um, yeah. So then I like dug deep into like what games on there had uh, trophies because you remember I'm popping on Rocket League as they went. Of course, they never they didn't like auto pop like yeah. stuff I already had. So I had to kind of like redo everything. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah. Um, but it, as that, I was playing, they were just kind of popping. Mm-hmm. Were you gonna ask them? No, no, no. I was just I forgot, like, or I didn't think about the fact that, like, yeah, it wouldn't translate over just because it tracked it for Sony and, like, on the mm-hmm. trophy side, doesn't mean yeah they don't have that yeah. data for Epic. So yeah, I mean, I'd play, I'd been playing Rocket League on PC by then. Yep. Before October last year, so like, but like, when it, being MVP in a tournament, right? I had done that before. But when these trophies, achievements reloaded, I didn't get the achievement for that. Right. So, um, 
yeah so that then i dug into like what kind of uh what games had these and there is a uh an excel sheet out there on on uh some reddit posts that they're trying to keep up to date with what has achievements and what doesn't and i looked through it and i was always kind of interested in cyberpunk and uh it was one that said it had achievements so i uh pulled the trigger and How how much was it by the way I forget. I think it was thirty five, so I got it for like twenty five. That's not bad. It's still a little pricey, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. But the way these achievements on Epic are kind of weird, right? Because I, I thought I got one in Cyberpunk. Looks like it's not actually on the list, but I swear one popped. Um, and under my achievements in the Epic Store, I only have progress in Rocket League, hmm. which is like kind of frustrating. I wonder if it's because I haven't popped anything in Cyberpunk. It still seems a little glitchy. I, I, I'll have to do, you know, not more research, but I'll just be paying attention to it more. Uh, well, it seems forward. weird that you would get through that first, like, section that you described and still not have a, a trophy pop, though. Because, like, that seems like it'd be a story-based automatic thing no matter what, you know? Yeah, so I was, I was uh, digging through the PlayStation list and the epic list and it doesn't look like there are any of those story-based uh trophies because you can see on um psn profiles there's like one for oh shit i hid them just to double check (laughs) um yeah this is the one i thought i got become a mercenary i swear i got that Hmm. but it's not showing in like the epic achievements that might be like the old developer achievement thing list and now there's like this new thing that's not part of that. I don't know. It seems very messy the way it's all because there are still the old trophy like achievements. Those developer ones are still like there. But then there's also this. So it's quite weird. There's like two lists that you're going for almost. That's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one here, Steal a Relic, which I know is uh, story based. Won't give too much away, but that's a story based one. And I've done that and I didn't get that because there isn't one for that on the uh on the epic list oh shit hmm on i just went to click it and i think i just launched it (laughs) oh (laughs) it's got extra money thank you oh my god okay (laughs) that was close (laughs) Um, yeah the list the lists are a little bit different it appears to me um as far as i you know clicking back and forth is a bit hard to handle but they have the same amount of achievements added those up but something seems different. And I am seeing some of the ones that are, I don't know, maybe maybe the hidden ones are, I'd actually have to go through and count all the ones on Epic maybe and see if there are possibly hidden ones that, that I don't know about. Because hmm. it says there's 44, right? And that's how many are on the PlayStation. But yeah, I didn't go yeah. through, and then I added, yeah. Then I, I didn't go and count all the Epic ones though. Maybe there's only like 34 there and there's 10 hidden ones that they don't have like a grayed out screen for yet because they're not, you know, they're, Epic's not known for their achievement system. Let's say that. Right. It's a new thing or newer thing. Mm-hmm. It was making me think when you were saying that, though, like, I wonder if there are many games out there where the Xbox achievement list and the PlayStation trophy list are are that different or if they're almost always like identical. That's my understanding mm. is like they're kind of just the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I wonder if there are games out there where there are differences. I think there are. Luke was telling me about one. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I I forget the exact title. Yeah. 
but yeah, I think they're they're usually the same. That's why I thought I could kind of like, you know, they don't have like epic achievement guides, right? Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like basing stuff on, uh, you know, trophy guides. So, yeah, that's uh, that's been my hunt recently. That's awesome, dude. Well, I'm I'm really happy you're uh, you're trying that game out because selfishly, I've been very curious about it for a while. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I just um, you know, it's I I do think I will get it when it when they have like the ps5 version eventually mm -hmm. so yeah you know i'm i'm curious to hear as your journey goes on what you think you know i don't know if i would necessarily platinum it but it seems like a fun game to play so yeah that's what i was kind of trying to to decide i don't think i saw the same the platinum there's like a lot of missable stuff in the platinum and those are, i think some of those are the trophies that are missing from the Epic store. Okay. So if I can actually get a fucking achievement on Epic. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. Start comparing. Exactly. I think I might be able to get through the game. And like do a bunch of the side stuff. And like miscellaneous stuff around the city. And, and, and be good. Honestly. Yeah. From what I've, what I've dug into. Hmm. That sounds really cool. Well, you'll definitely need to keep us posted. Because I am quite curious, as I said. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's really sweet, and I think uh, very surprising for some folks to hear. I bet you they're not going to expect you were playing that. I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to be playing that. That's for sure. <laughs> so cool. Thank you, man, for uh, sharing your thoughts on that guy, Daryl. You have any questions about Cyberpunk? What do you think about that game? Is it appealing to you, or? Um, I mean, I kind of want to play it at some point. I'm in no rush to play it, though. Right. Ooh. Interesting. What's I counted that? the achievements. There's 30. So there's 14 ones I can't see. Hmm. So there are hidden ones. And maybe the hidden ones are the story-based ones? Or yeah, something? but I didn't fucking get those, dude. All right, yeah, all right, calm down, all right? Don't be ah, Don't want to hear you yelling at me, okay? I'm just, uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, okay. All right, all right. Uh, geez, a little explosion over there. We got a little yeah, heated. Dude. <laughs> a little fiery over here, dude. <laughs> Very cool. All right, well, Daryl, what about you? What have you uh, been jamming on? How's it been going over there? Uh, uh, like you, Colin, I've been pretty busy gaming, man. Let's go. I've been playing quite a bit. Okay. And like you, I played God of War 2018. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was one that I've been wanting to platinum for a while. I beat the game like three years ago, and this was like way before I even started trophy hunting. Uh, so like over the break, you know, I just wanted something to like boost up my profile, my complete completion percentage, and you know, I decided to play God of War. Um, I'm pretty glad that I went back to play this game because I could not remember the story at all. At you know, after all this time, I had played it on Give Me God of War, and it's pretty tough to remember the story when you're dying like a bazillion times. Yeah. And, you know, one section of the story. I remember talking to a coworker at work. He's like, "Yeah, I'm at this part," and I'm like, "I don't remember that part. Is I <laughs> was I even in the game?" <laughs> yeah, you're like, I just remember dying. So yeah, yeah. But um, speaking of giving God of War, uh, for trophy hunters, do not choose this mode like I did. Um, it might feel good to play this mode on the hardest difficulty, um, but it doesn't. There's no benefits to it. Like obviously, there's no difficulty trophy 
tied to playing this difficulty. Mm-hmm. But the other reason is that you can't change it um, at any point in the game, even after you've beaten the game like I did. So I thought, you know, maybe since I beat the game, that rule doesn't apply anymore. But even after you've beaten the game, you still can't change the mode. So the only way you can change the mode is by completely starting a whole new playthrough. That seems and... like a pretty big oversight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it would make sense, like, okay, well, you've actually lasted through this whole mode, beat the game, you know, we'll ease up on you a bit and let you, like, change the difficulty, but that that's not even an option in the game. Yeah, that's weird. It's like, I understand what they were going for with the hardcore, like, are you sure you want to play this mode? Like, you can't change the difficulty. And it's like one of those things that sounds cooler than it actually is, because the reality is that's just fucking annoying. How am I going to know if I can do this mode and if I want to do it until I try it out for a while? Mm-hmm. Why would right. so like so I'm just like locked in now and I've like got like two hours in and I'm like actually this is too hard well too bad <laughs> you can't change it mm-hmm. like what <laughs> it's, yeah anyway yeah start over I mean there was some parts where I felt like you know this is too rough for me but you know I persevered but it wouldn't be a problem if it was only the collectibles I needed. But, you know, I still needed the trophies for Muspelheim, Niflheim, and the Valkyries. And even doing those on the easiest dif- difficulty was still a challenge for me. So, you know, rather than have to, like, suffer and try to, like, grind it out and maybe miraculously get, you know, all those trophies while still on Give Me God of War, I just gave up and decided to play a whole new playthrough instead. Nice. Um, which I'm actually glad that I did. Because, you know, I just played it on Give Me a Story, and I just cruised with it. You know, I, I went through it, not really having to worry about dying. You know, I actually remember the story at this point, um, which is good, because it'll be fresh in my mind for Ragnarok later this year. Yep. Um, and speaking of Ragnarok, you know, I remember watching the trailer, and Kratos and Atreus, they come across the Norse God of War tier. And my first thought was, oh, that's pretty cool, you know. They see another god of war from a different culture. And, you know, I didn't even think of it. But, like, after playing God of War again, you know, I realized how big of a character Tyr is to the story. Um, He doesn't make, like, a live appearance in the game. But he's mentioned constantly throughout the game. And he's pretty much, like, at the core of, like, this whole Norse god and giant... um, you know, battle between each other. So he, he's a big time player in the God of War game, and I didn't even pick that up when I first seen the trailer. Hmm. That is cool. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of folks who are going to be revisiting God of War this year before Ragnarok comes out. Like I said to you before, that's definitely my plan. So I'm going to go back and do that at some point. I mean, people with the platinum aren't. But uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, people who actually got the ravens. Uh, yeah, not getting, yeah, yeah. My, I'm definitely gonna do what you said though, Daryl, and just put it on uh, easy mode, and then just look at a collectible guide because I don't even have to do like the zones or the Valkyries. Like I literally just need artifacts, dig spots, and uh, ravens. So yeah, your time through the game won't be too rough because you won't have so much to do like I did, but. That still wasn't really a downside to the game because I still enjoyed playing it a second time. Mm. And popping like the rest of the trophies, they didn't feel like a chore because I still had a lot of new stuff on top of the story that I haven't played before. Like, you know, getting all the collectibles, going to Muspelheim and Niflheim was my first time. 
Mm. Um, they weren't so bad, but it was actually fun, you know. And the Valkyries was fun fighting them the very first time. Yeah, you know? especially on easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They were all fun to, to fight in their own way. And, you know, I had fun with it. So, you know, after getting through this game a second time, it took me like 97 hours total to get the platinum. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> What the? That's like a hundred hour game, dude. though. Yeah, <laughs> you basically just did Skrillis's prompt, you know, right away. <laughs> oh, that's if you play on Give Me God of War. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> which, uh, dude, b- speaking of which, real quickly, I wonder, though, if the Ragnarok game will have a difficulty related one because based on what I've seen of the older games, like more of them than not have a trophy to play on hard. So mm-hmm. I wonder why they dropped that for. I mean, I guess we've talked about it. It's like the Sony thing, right? Their first-party exclusives don't have difficulty-related trophies. They just don't. Um, but I kind of hope they have it, even if it's like a like a DLC list hope. or something. I kind of hope they have they a hard have mode. It? Yeah. Why? Because fucking make it more difficult, you know? Like, don't the God of War game, like, you shouldn't be able to play it on, on easy and just, like, it's at, like, a 50% platinum, you know? I don't want that. Oh, yeah, I don't know, Colin. You gotta be careful what you wish for. They might put like a mind leaving in there. It's coming out. Yeah, the <laughs> the permadeath mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Nah, it's all good, man. So yeah, this is uh my forty six platinum. Woo, dude! Uh, let's go. The war. Let's go, and man. That's kind of like the trend with like the rest of the games that I played. Um, you know, game platinums this time around. So. The next game I played over the break was Spider-Man Miles Morales. And I bought this game at Target on a Black Friday deal. Man, Insomniac knows how to make a fun Spider-Man game. They did it again, man. I had so much fun with this game. And Colin, just like you, you know, I I had a lot of fun with this game. It was short, but there was so much to do that it was enough to keep me entertained in that short period of time. Yeah, it's it's uh, incredible. I really love that game. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I, I couldn't stop playing this. Like, right after God of War, I played Spider-Man. And I think from beginning to end, it only took me, like, 18 hours uh, making this my 47th Platinum. Damn. Yeah, it's it's a quick play, for sure. I mean, you do have to do New Game Plus, which is kind of annoying. Uh, only because... Like, as I'm sure you noticed, Daryl, they knock or they lock, excuse me, a couple of the skills just behind the fact that it's New Game Plus. Like, you have enough skill points or, like, you've leveled up enough or whatever, but you just can't get those skills because they're literally not available until you do the New Game Plus. So, yeah. Is that a story thing? No, it's not. Like an extra cutscene? No, it's just like a, hey, we want you to play through the game again. Here's a couple other reasons to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and you... like the the other trophies that are locked behind, you know, new game plus, you unlock them like very early in the game. Yeah, I don't remember like unlocking them halfway or towards the end. Yep, exactly. And then yeah, it's just kind of like speeding through the story missions and speeding through the dialogue. Um, and the only other reason I don't like that trophy in that game is because, you know, the story is so good in Miles Morales that like reducing it to like a quick playthrough for new game plus, kind of like kills the momentum the story had like it just i don't know it would have been a better experience to do to do a one and done like if you could do everything in your one playthrough i think you don't like that when you finish a game and it's like a really good story you kind of like 
It's like, ah, you know, like that was, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was good. But then like instantly when there's one like that, it's like, I got to do this again. And it just kind of like kills that whole vibe of like, oh, I completed this, you know. Yeah. I had a great time. And then bam, smack in the face. Yeah, it's exactly what happened with Horizon. (laughs) Where I was like, man, I got to play this on New Game Plus? The fuck? (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I I feel the same way. It definitely kills the experience, like having to redo the story. Um, yeah, I mean, I I did have fun playing the um, you know, the new game plus again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too bad, and I think it was only like five hours. So yeah, not, it's pretty short. Not long of a, a of a second playthrough. Right. Uh, so things you just want to call out about that one is the trophy list is very similar to Marvel Spider Man twenty eighteen. You know, like finding collectibles, clearing hideouts, complete challenges, and 100%ing all districts. Those make a return in the Miles Morales game. So, uh, nothing new there. Uh, the things I did like about, you know, those things that returned in Miles Morales was like the collectibles, especially the postcards. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually my favorite part of the game mm-hmm. because they were l- relatable to Miles. You know, like the time capsules that you have to find. Those kind of like shed light on Miles and Finn's like relationship over the years. Um, Finn's like Miles' best friend in the video game. Yeah. Uh, sound samples created by Miles' dad and uncle. And the postcards that you collect from your father once you beat to the game. Um, that one was real special because um, I don't really want to spoil a whole lot, but you, um, there's a big thing that happens in Marvel Spider Man 2018 that makes finding the postcards really special. Um, in my opinion, I really like that. I felt it was too short. I kind of wish it was a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, it was good times. I had fun with this game. I did notice that the trophy list uh, this time around instead used red to reflect the bronze trophies compared to orange in the previous one, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty sexy. You know, it was just like a ton of red and like silver and gold. Yeah, I thought cool. that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, I had fun with this game. I'm definitely excited for what's in store for Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. I think Insomniac is killing it with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but yeah, you know, fun game, short, sweet, and easy to trophy hunt. I agree. I, I really can't wait for what they do next. Um, the only thing I hope is that it we don't get it. In a weird way, I hope we don't get it sooner than we expect because I want... I don't want to get burnt out on their games, you know, and I, I want it to feel like there's a good chunk of time in between them. So you can really like appreciate it when you play it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, for sure. I think uh, Spider-Man 2 will come out in 2023. If I remember seeing that online, I think 23 is the year that it'll come out. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. And then the question is just if another team is working on Wolverine, simultaneously and and is that also going to come out in the next few years or is it like they're making spider-man 2 first that comes out in 2023 and then in like 2025 at the end of the ps5 like or so, i don't know like whatever then you'll get wolverine but we'll see oh and then you know true marvel fashion you definitely gotta wait until the the ending credits of miles morales yes because i believe that opens up you know what happens to spider-man 2 so Yep. Uh, definitely want to play that for sure. Just so you're still in the loop of like the whole story, 
is I think it's going to play a huge part in the in the sequel later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I definitely liked Miles as a character more than I liked Peter Parker in the those. I mean, in Spider Man twenty eighteen, like Peter Parker's character was great, but I just really really liked Miles's character and spending time with like his mom and like those kind of scenes, the more quiet moments of just like him as a kid. You know, I I think he's he's great. So. Yeah, it was cool to, to, you know, play as a different Spider-Man because, you know, most people, I would say most people know enough about Peter Parker already. You know, there's been a ton of shows, movies, comics, you know, about Peter Parker. So I, I, it was fresh for them to, to take a different character in Miles Morales to, you know, yeah. open people's eyes to different Spider-Mans out there, which I liked a lot. For sure. I mean, Tom Holland is still doing the newer you know, Spider-Man movies as Peter Parker. So if you, if Peter Parker's your guy, you got that right. And then like into the Spider-Verse, the animated is Miles uh, as the main character. And so you're, you, you kind of have a couple different ways to go about it. There's content for both uh, parties, depending on what you like. Yep. Uh, next game for me, Platinum 48 is Maquette. Uh, this is a game you're familiar with, Eli. Right. Um, I played this game just because you talked about it. And I had seen it on my backlog. You know, I, I just wanted to play a bunch of short games with, you know, the time that I had over, like, the Christmas break and, you know, not having crazy shit go down at work. So I had, I had some time on my hands. Um, the first thing that kind of came to my mind when playing this game is it reminded me of what remains of Edith Finch with, like, messages appearing randomly throughout the world. Mm. Um, it kind of reminded me of that. And I remember having so much fun with that game. Um, this game was fun for a while, I'll admit it, uh, but it started making my head hurt towards the end of it. <laughs> uh, I don't like puzzle games. I'm not a big fan of them, but I just wanted to try it out. And that was kind of like my whole New Year's resolution type of thing. It's just, you know, playing new games, you know, going outside of my comfort zone and, you know, trying games that I normally would have never played before. Mm-hmm. I think Eli mentioned this as well when he first played it, is the, the mi- manipulation of the items between the miniature world and the real world took some getting used to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like really confused at the very beginning when I was like being introduced into the game. And um, I mean, I finally got it, but as the puzzles got a little bit more intricate, they became a little bit challenging for me. And I tried to beat it. You know, the best I could without a guide, but, uh, you know, eventually I did have to use a guide here and there. Sure. Especially, like, at the very end of the game, like, the last two chapters, the spiral and the exchange. I found the puzzles in there to be a little bit too difficult for me to complete. Uh, One thing that I do remember, uh, especially when you're going for, like, the speedrun trophies, which will probably be, like, the very last trophies that you're going for, is that... The cutscenes do add to your overall speed runtime. So at any point when the cutscene begins, you have to skip the cutscene because the timer doesn't stop. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, good call out. Uh, I am glad that the crew, the crew creatures trophy, was easier to pop than I imagined. I had figured that you would have to like find all the creatures throughout the maquette world. It was that funky trophy that said like find. You know, Scooby-Doo, find this and, like, 20 different names on there. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to have to find all of these throughout the world. (laughs) But 
it was actually a lot easier. You know, it's way easier than I thought it would be, which is good. But the run, move, run trophy, which is enter the arch tower on your first try, that was harder than I thought it would be. Um, I don't know about you, Eli, but it, it took me quite a while, maybe like at least 10 tries if, before I finally got the trophy. You know, ha having to run out to the, to the dome and then use the dome to move it closer to the building. I, yeah. I couldn't get the mechanics of that down. It was a bit. It was definitely a bit stressful. Yeah, yeah. I remember it being annoying at times and like, oh, this is a pain. <laughs> this is why I don't play puzzle games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, compared to The Witness, though? Yeah, not, exactly. Not that bad. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, compared to The Witness. Um, so, yeah, yeah there, <laughs> if, if any of you have played The Witness, don't worry about, you know, the challenge room type of trophy in this game. There's nothing like that. Everything's tied to, like, the story and completing the puzzles in a certain amount of time. Fairly easy puzzle game. Nothing to worry about compared to The, to the Witness. And on top of that, you know, minus the headaches, I, I really did enjoy this game and and exploring the world. I thought the world was pretty cool. It was pretty nice to like kind of roam around. The story, at first, I was like, dude, the story seems too good to be true. And then I kind of, you know, I was like, oh, okay, it's starting to make sense now. Yeah, I was complaining about puzzles in God of War. <laughs> so I, I don't like the older games which are not supposed to be puzzle games, so I don't think Maquette or The Witness are my cup of tea. <laughs> I'm not the puzzle guy in games. I really, like, do not have the patience for it. I'm like, this is not why I'm here, you know? Like, if it's a basic kind of thing, or, like, like Resident Evil puzzles are more my jam because it's like, just put the thing in the thing. Find the thing and bring it here. You know, it's like, okay, I can do that. Is it like the Doom, like doom puzzles? Or you have to yeah. pick up the key card, now you can walk through this door? Is yeah, that what you're that's considering about, a puzzle? That's, that's about the level of puzzle that I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's even considered puzzle, You shut but. your whore mouth, all right? I don't, <laughs> don't want to hear it. Oh, man. And yeah. Um, and then, you know, for me, I also play Maneater. This was just kind of like a random game by choice. I really was like, what else in my backlog that doesn't take a huge amount of time to platinum can I play? And Maneater was like 12 hours, I believe, on PSN profiles. Okay. So I took a chance on it. I didn't know if I was going to have a lot of fun with this game just because you play as a shark terrorizing, you know, a bay and, you know, just eating people and sea creatures. I didn't think it would be very fun, but after playing it for a few hours, I was very surprised by how much fun I was having with this game. It has the typical trophies where like, you find collectibles and clear objectives in each area. The world's fairly small, so it's, you know, you could cruise the whole world in, you know, hours or so. Okay. Um, what I did, um, find the grindiest of the trophies on the list, reaching infamy level 1 and 10. Ooh. Reaching level 1 is pretty easy. I didn't find that to be too difficult, but level 10 is where the, the grinding kind of begins. So the way you build up your infamy level is by taking out bounty hunters sent to hunt you once you've kind of maxed your threat meter. And your threat meter goes up once you start, like, chewing on, like, you know, the people in the, in the ocean, stuff like that, you know, causing, you know, terror out there. Causing mayhem. Uh, basically. So 
the the approach I went when like the bounty hunters were coming at me was just to take them out each individually. Like just jumping out of the water, grab one, chomp on them, and then do it over and over again. But as your um your infamy level goes up, more and more um enemies come at you. They got stronger boats, better weapons, things like that. So it was getting a little difficult trying to take them out. But what made things easier was like in this game, they call it a shark PG. <laughs> you can have different builds a. in yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, you have different builds in the game, and I found that one build that helped me out to get the Infamy Level 10 trophy was the Bone Set, because uh, the Bone Set made it easier to take out the Bounty Hunters and Boats, because your Evade button becomes like a spinning attack, so you're kind of like a like a fanning blade when you're evading. So like when you're evading, trying to avoid shots, and you know the Bounty Hunters, your Evade becomes like an attack maneuver now. So you kind of move like a fan blade throughout the water when you're, you know, evading enemies and stuff like that, which made taking boats out a whole lot easier. Hmm. That's kind of an interesting idea for a fucking shark to turn into a wind blade. I'm kind of down, though. <laughs> yeah, the game is fun, man. I had a lot of fun with this game. I was really bummed out once I uh, got the platinum because... Um, you know, there wasn't really much left for me to do in the game. There's a DLC that's like 15 bucks, but I'm kind of hoping it'll go for sale at some point because yeah. 15 bucks just seems a bit much. I don't know how long the DLC is. Uh, well, especially so. when we got the, this one for free, right? So Yeah, so, so we'll see. You know, if it's never on sale, I'll probably just drop 15 bucks on it. But, you know, it was a game that I really enjoyed, so yeah. hopefully... Uh, the 15 bucks is well spent. And something I did notice between this game and another game is that my trophies were glitching. I've never had this issue before, but my trophies were popping on screen, but they weren't unlocking. And it really scared the hell out of me because this issue happened when I was like really far into the game, like almost at the end of it. And I had a trophy that didn't pop, and it was like, complete all the objectives in the area, which are probably the most annoying trophies to get in a video game. Okay. You know, there's so much time that goes into getting them. So, I was looking online, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. People were saying the game's trophies are glitch. I've never really had a glitch trophy before, of this magnitude, I guess. Um, so, yeah. I guess it was because of that. Like People were saying, this game's just glitchy overall. Hmm. And what I did is that I just went ahead and beat the game to unlock the other trophies. And it seemed to help to like unlock the previous trophy that didn't unlock for me. But it happened again on another game that I was playing. So I was thinking, okay, something's going on. Because this is the second game I played where a trophy notification popped up. But it's still locked on my list. Yeah, I was having that happen too. There was a couple days there where like trophies were weird. I don't know if it's like fully fixed or what, but yeah, it's it's been yeah. happening more. People were speculating it's because of Spartacus stuff they're working on on the back end. And uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so it scared the hell out of me again because it's like, all right, there's something up with my PlayStation. There's just something going on the, you know, the backside of the Sony network. Like what the hell's going on? Um, I'm not sure if this like common knowledge, but I did find out like there is like 
uh, a workaround to to fixing that issue. And you know, on the PS5, you just go to your settings, and there's a um, you could click on save data and game app settings. Uh huh. And then from there, you click on game status. And then from there, you click on sync with PlayStation Network. And then that should, you know, fix the problem. And in the two times that's happened, that did fix the issue for me. Hmm. So just some uh, knowledge from one trophy hunter to another in case, you know, you guys have that issue happen to you again. Yeah, that's a good call out. And that's basically it. I lost track of what platinum that was. Uh, That was number 49 for me. So that was platinum 49. And that's it for me. I've been playing Laser Fear, 100% of that one, Hell Let Loose, and I am currently playing Control right now. Dude, let's go. So Control is going to be at probably Platinum 50. That's a good one. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Really awesome game. Um, yeah, I forgot to update, too. I'm at Platinum. I have 65 now because I got a bunch from playing the god of war games abzu and journey do not have platinums neither does inside so those are just hundred percent and then resident evil umbrella chronicles does not have a platinum either so i'm just playing a lot of stuff uh kind of for fun really it's gonna be good i will say colin that you know when i told you i was playing control that i was having a really slow time with it once i unlocked the launch ability I'm having so much fun with it now exactly and that's <laughs> kind of what it is it's like you need to get to a point where you have enough different movement and 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 combat options and then the game really starts to take off so oh yeah yeah i can understand the first part of the game feeling slow definitely but oh, so boring yeah oh man well good dude it sounds like we've all been playing some sick shit we got a lot of a lot of games that have been played also a lot of interesting newer games uh with cyberpunk that i'm excited to hear more about as we uh continue on through the year so yeah, good stuff, boys. Good stuff. Now, if people are astute and, and you know, paying attention, episode 52 is our two-year anniversary of doing the show, which is absolutely bonkers. Now, nothing different for the episode itself. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about the free PlayStation Plus offerings and uh, sort of dissecting those trophy lists for the month of February. There's something else, though, that's going to be happening, a little special. So keep keep your eyes tuned to the Discord. Remember, go and check out the Discord if you're not in there already. But you'll uh, we'll kind of tease that more as as the weeks go on before we get to it. But regardless, uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us. Do you guys have anything else you want to add before we close up shop? Nada, brother. All right, well, let's do it then. Uh, Daryl, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Tall Simone Guy, and you can see some of my streams also on Twitch at the Tall Simone Guy. Yes, sir. And Eli, what about you? Uh, Narshard thirteen one D on uh instagram and the discord and uh check out my, my youtube videos there you go you can find me at uh on youtube and all gaming platforms at ck present uh feel free to add me on the psn network if you're listening to the show uh no worries there and yeah you can check out my youtube videos they're old uh at uh, ck present so that's about it i think uh, thank you guys very much for joining me today i really appreciate your time and of course thank you for all the listeners uh for listening to the show We hope that you've enjoyed it, and uh, we'll catch you next time in episode 52, two-year anniversary. It's going to be sick. Until next time, take care, happy gaming, and uh, goodbye.